Yes, Caroline Wilson every Thursday. Uh, well, this is post-grand final edition, and Caroline, Stephen and I, well, we had our Fitbits on, and we got about 200,000 steps up looking for you. We, we didn't run into you. <laughs> there was a lot of people there. Are we talking about grand final day? Yeah, I, was, I missed you. You know, I was on the concourse working for 3AW, oh, and right. then I went up to the official function where I was rubbing shoulders with you know, Albo and Gill and Fair all enough. the gang. I can, um, and I can then, see um, why I and then got I, the flick. We were in Plebsville. I made, I, I made it just in time for Kiss, and then I mm-hmm. I, I think I, I, Sarah Jones and I had both been so busy working with Miss Lunch, so I had a quick feed with her in the official function. Then I, I stood to, for the national anthem, which I always find very emotional on grand final day, and then just took in, you know, one of the great, one of the mm-hmm. great grand finals. That second quarter is one of the more extraordinary quarters of footy I've ever seen. I don't know about you two. Oh, it was a good, tough that, game. I thought in the end the best team yeah. won. My story is I had a beer with Richard Goiter in the September club post-game and I mentioned your name and he bolted on me and I'm thinking, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Just a cloud of dust. <laughs> I actually know. I, I also had a chat with Richard and they very kindly asked me to the September club. Had mm-hmm. I known I could have um, made a beeline for you, Stephen so, Rowe, I would have gone, but I don't... I was a bit, I was a bit exhausted after the oh, week. In fact, I'm doing Oxober. It's all been too much. Oh, it's all right. been too much. All right. Well, now, very... Caro, let's get down to the serious nitty gritty. The Crows are into Clayton Oliver. Clayton Oliver's into the Crows. It's happening. This is on like Donkey Kong. This isn't smoke and silk screen. Yeah, this is happening. My question is, Caroline, why? What's gone wrong in 12 months? Well, I think it's been more than 12 months, Tim. Um, it, it's interesting you say that, Stephen, because all the reporting today was that Melbourne are going to keep Clayton Oliver. They're going to resolve this. It's been an intervention into what has been unacceptable behaviour um, and that he's going to stay. And yet when you talk to people from Melbourne and get them to confirm that, they will not say anything. They will not confirm nor deny. Mm. But it is true that... Um, look, look, this all started in June with the injury, the hamstring injury, or, or a bit earlier. Um, I made some comments about Melbourne had not handled him well and perhaps could have been more disciplined and let him get away with things that other players wouldn't have got away with. Um, the, the information coming back to me was that the external advice and the consultants and the people who were dealing with Clayton were advising Melbourne as to how they should handle him. So it's clearly very delicate and very sensitive. But we do know the situation escalated after their straight sets losses. Clayton went to the brown low and definitely made some negative comments about the club, their handling of him and his injury to other players from other clubs. Potentially the Adelaide Crows, I'm not sure, Adelaide Crows players. Um, he then turned up for his exit interview half an hour late and not in the fifth state for his exit interview. And that has, is not the first time that has happened this year with him turning up at the club. So um, he was told in this sort of intervention that took place yesterday, I believe, and it involved the coach, the footy boss and the CEO. He was told that he needed to work more diligently on his mental health and continue to seek treatment. He, we know he's moved in with Max Gorn and his pregnant partner. And we know that he has been told to start treating people around the club with more respect. 
Jeez, I mean, that, that, how, how do you recover from that? Carol, I'll, I'll put some meat to the bone. He was very close to Darren Burgess when he was the PPT there. Burjo's at the Crows. He rang Burjo. True, true. And Burjo uh, organised, let's call it an external, um, not team, but a, a physio to assist him with a um, with, with his recovery from his injury. Um, he's spoken to Matty Nicks. It, it's, it, 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 this, is, this is on. And it's just Clayton saying, I want to go, and the two clubs organising a deal. Is well, where I sit. It, um, a colleague of mine, Stephen, um, several weeks ago, was convinced Melbourne were trying to trade, trade Clayton if they could get the right deal. And now the, the reporting here in Melbourne and the suggestion that I heard certainly earlier today was that Melbourne are determined to hang on to Clayton and his long-term deal. He's too good a player. Um, we talk about the behaviour of people like Dustin Martin earlier in his career. We talk about the behaviour of Jordan Goey not so long ago, Jordan Goey, and we see where both those players ended up as you know, premiership heroes, Dustin Martin three times over. So Melbourne, I, I think there's been a shift in thinking, but what is interesting is the Adelaide angle, and I agree that, I agree that that's real. I also think it's interesting that Melbourne are almost devaluing their charge, aren't they, by allowing this information to come out and lowering his value. Because if they do trade him, they're going to need to get a bloody good deal for him. Oh, God, he's seven years, $7 million from next year. He's two first-rounders, a couple of players and more than steak knives. This kid could win a Brownlow. This kid's won a premiership. He's a... Mm, four-time best and fairest at 26. All Australian with the quality that they have in that team. He he is the prototype, the exact thing. If I was to draw you a player that the Crows need, I'd draw you Clayton Oliver in a Crows strip carrow. They'll give him the world. They'll give him the farm. They'll give him three McDonald's franchises. I'd give him Kangaroo Island. I'd even give him my nearest boat. I want him well, carrow. Like, I don't think that is going to help Clayton Oliver. And what, it, what are oh, clearly some genuine issues because – You've got to admit, Stephen, that the issues Melbourne have with him must be genuine for this they to are. even be considered. Yep, that is a worry. Uh, and, 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 you know, I talk about these other players and, you know, the things that Dustin Martin did early on, turning up in no fixed state, et cetera. Jordan Degoe and all what he did over the years has been well documented, including being dishonest with the club. And now look where he is. So yeah. I, think, I, I think the thinking has shifted late yesterday that Melbourne are now sort of really trying to keep him. And um, I think what is helping, what what is interesting is that they've allowed this information to come out. Although we were hearing a lot of it. I have tried to confirm the the tattooing story that he got the infection by tattooing his own, um, his foot. But I I can't confirm that. Certainly that rumour is out there. But the Brownlow um, disaffection, I think, is where, the story began to get legs, even though we were hearing a week earlier mm. that Melbourne would love to trade him but just weren't going to be able to get the deal they wanted. Okay. So how it came to this for the Melbourne Footy Club from where they were after the 2021 flag is just extraordinary. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, hopefully something works out there for Demons Quite fans. a few missteps. And it, it all goes mm. back to the dinner at Entrecote, then the, the Brody grundy decision, um, obviously Clayton Oliver, the handling of Clayton Oliver this year, not just Melbourne's fault. I mean, you can't blame Melbourne, but if they're being advised because of the fragility of Clayton Oliver's psyche to allow him to get away with stuff that even 
Max Gorn and Christian Petraka wouldn't get away with, you and that, that is a real issue. That, that no. is, that's not... Hey, yeah. Yeah, Tom Duday finally announced that uh, he wanted a trade to Brisbane. I think he was obviously being respectful of Brisbane's uh, finals run. Um, how, how do you see that one playing out? Well, I know he, he's met Chris Fagan, and I think that went pretty well. Chris Fagan seems to meet these players, and then they, they want to go there. So um, it looks like it's going to happen if the deal can be done. I, I just... See, that amazes me, and I haven't been close enough to the situation. But, but obviously he was pretty offended when Adelaide changed the deal that they'd originally offered him after the injury. Correct. And and um, I, I think that's really disappointing. Mm. I, I think that he was a good enough player that they probably should have stuck by him. Yeah, it's a tough one, that one, Carol. And stuck to the original agreement yeah, because yeah. He, was, he was, you know, in the leadership group at such a young age and... Mm. Someone's seem flipped. to be the future. Yeah, someone's flipped. Seem, seem to be the future of that footy club. So um, really, really interesting. Brisbane are now pretty sure that they're going to get him. And if I was Adelaide, why would you be trading a potential great defender to the to the Brisbane Lions, who well, are going to be one of your main opponents? He's a restricted free agent, so they'll just get a compo pick. He can walk. He can see you later. Off I go. Have- they get picked 30 and, you know, everyone's happy apparently. Hey, Port's captaincy. I'm surprised Nicks couldn't make him stay. Well, yeah. Port's captaincy. Maybe he didn't want him to. Mm. Yeah. Well, clearly. Mm. Um, Port's ca- Well, it seems to me down to two. And I, I'm probably, um, I'm barracking for Connor Rosie. What about you? I'd have Sorry, who, who are the two? Zach Butters is the other. I, I, I think it's between Ollie Wines and Connor Rosie. Wow. And would be what I would say. And um, I think clubs have gone for the more youthful option in the past, okay. and it hasn't worked out straight away. Got to be careful, but in don't the end, you? Mm. Yeah, but, but in the end, I mean, Richmond with um, Trent Cochin, he certainly took a few years to mature, um, and he and there were some missteps there. But um, it ended up being a great decision. And if you think this bloke is strong enough in character, and you can build a club around him. Then I think that's who you go for. As good as, as good as Ollie Wines has mm. been, and obviously he wasn't didn't have his best year this year by his own high standards. Um, but I, I think Connor Rosie and his leadership qualities really impressed yeah, me. Well so done. I reckon he should get the job, and I reckon that he just might. Okay, um, Andrew Dillon's in the chair. He's got a bit of a to do list. Here's mine: that every decision he makes is truly at a national AFL level, not through a VFL lens. How about that? Well, That'd first, be a nice starting point. Firstly, has the other bloke got out of the office or...? Is he gone yet? Yeah, yeah he, he, did. he <laughs> left on Monday. He left on Monday. Okay. And I hear that um, I hear that um, the summer holidays are going to be spent in the Northern Hemisphere on a skiing trip. So Andrew Dillon will well and truly have the reins to himself. He's got a lot of work to do, Andrew Dillon. I mean, they've got some pretty serious legal cases facing them, not only the racism, the, the, the not-safe workplace that has been led by Phil Cracker and the concussion situation. Look, day one, Stephen, I think he needs to announce, and I might have mentioned this to you, that mm. an extra 10,000 tickets every grand final day to the members of the two competing clubs. Yeah, I don't I mind just think, I just mm. think that would be, A, it would be incredibly popular. Yep. B, it might be a financial sacrifice, but we know how wealthy this game is. Yes. B, I think they've got to increase the soft cap. I just don't think it's fair that clubs, uh, uh, you know, there were coaches who were just 
now working under such reduced circumstances. And I'm talking about particularly, um, you look at the, uh, the GWS situation, three, their three assistant coaches are living, uh, are working at GWS with their partners living in other states. But that is just not a healthy way to no, go about no. your business. And they're doing that because they can't afford to move their families and they're not mm. prepared to move their families for these wages. The GWS, so I think that is important. I obviously think they need to do a lot more work in New South Wales because if they can gain any sort of ground on the NRL, it's going to be so much worth so much for for all of us. And I need, I think they need to put a football person in charge of AFLW as great a personality presenter and leader that Nicole Livingston is. I think a football person on the executive needs to be running AFLW. So there's just... Um, oh, and, and obviously, the, he needs to appoint a football uh, a football performance boss to replace Brad Scott because that role still hasn't been filled. Gee whiz. That's a, that's a, a good start. That's a good start. Well, well they're, they're, and, and, and you know what else they should do, Tim? No. And, and, he, and, he, and he, made, he made noises towards this the, the day he was appointed. He said the grand final is a day event. Now, just call it as a day event for the for the next five years, because every year we go through this ridiculous yes. debate. It tarnishes right. what is a is such a sacrosanct product, in my view. I know people have views about the MCG. It's going to be the MCG. Just call it as a day event and stop every year all these articles of yep. will we change, will it go tonight? Yep. It's not moving. Keep it as it is. It still rates brilliantly. Who cares about NRL maybe rately, rating slightly better just for yeah. one day? Can they get the draw out a bit quicker this time? <laughs> well, it's, it, what are we thinking? It, it'll be earlier than last year. They yeah, had problems terrible last, last year. year. Gee, that went well, forever. Well, that probably will be a problem because I think Gillen staying so long slowed a lot of other things down and stymied a lot of appointments that Andrew Dillon was going to make. I think you'll see a lot of key appointments made over the next few months. Mm, okay. Yeah, and one last one, just while I think about it, Andrew Dillon, if the Crows fall foul of the rules, don't just whack them with a bloody, you know, sledgehammer. Just hit them, hit them with a little It's called the sleeve. AFL, yeah, not the Crow AFL. Hey, Caro, love your week. Well done. Speak to you next week. Goodbye, boys. I'll see you next Thursday.